the Body Confidence Talk Show with Denise Cardenas. Welcome to the first episode of the Body Confidence Talk Show. I am so excited that this project is coming together. It's, I feel like it's official now. There's no turning back. And as I embark in this body confidence journey, I'm starting to realize that I'm not alone in this body hate phenomenon, if that's even the correct way to describe it. You know, there's there's so many women and men that I thought, you know, that I honestly didn't think that there was many that are feeling self-conscious and constantly criticizing the way they look or constantly comparing themselves and working on changing their body because they feel that's the only way to feel beautiful or accepted in society. And I know I'm one of them. And to be honest, I'm tired of feeling this way. And I hope you're too, because, you know, I know that's the conversation all around us, social media, television, you know, even conversations with family and friends. And as I dive deeper into this world, I realize that there's another healthier conversation happening that it might not be as loud yet. And I'm hoping to change that. And then, you know, the body, you know, hate phenomenon that's going on. Um, you know, and there's actually a conversation that is refreshing to hear. And to be honest, it's brand new information for me. And and I'm seeing a new way to love my body, and that's body acceptance. And I actually learned this term from Haleen Dolberg. And I came across her Instagram, and I was hooked, honestly. I was binge watching all of her videos. And I was very excited to have her as my first guest. So thank you so much for taking the time to talking to me. Thanks so much, Denise, for having me. I'm really excited to be here and super passionate um, as a body image coach to talk about this topic and the topic of body acceptance. So yeah, thank you so much for having me on here. Yeah, I mean, even the term, I honestly didn't even know there was a body image coach, which is amazing to have out there because, I mean, like I said, this is brand new information for me. So even coming across your page, I was like, oh, my God, there's a body image coach. This is awesome. I was hooked with your content, <laughs> honestly. So like I said, you know, body acceptance is brand new to me. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who are watching this or listening to this. That's a brand new term. So kind of explain with us what that means. Like, what would that feel like to have actually body acceptance? Yeah, sure. It's it's a great question. And I think the reason why I'm very passionate about using the term body acceptance over some of the other terms that other people might be familiar with, things like body positivity, um, is that body positivity very much focuses on um, loving your body every day and loving the way it looks, which is fantastic because it definitely moves us away, as you said, from this body hatred and the pressure from society of kind of feeling like we always need to change our body and that our body is is just not good enough. So the body positivity movement kind of started uh, quite a few years ago, um, and it very much talks about, you know, and pushes this idea of loving your body and just loving what you see every day uh, when you look in the mirror, which is fantastic. But unfortunately, I think for a lot of the clients that I see and, and from my own personal experience as well, that isn't a place that is realistic for everyone, a place of love, being able to love your body every day. Because for some people, they're just never going to be able to have that love for their body every day. 
And a place that is much more realistic and that I work with my clients on getting them to is that place of body acceptance. And body acceptance is really just about accepting your body, not about loving it necessarily, but definitely not hating it. And it's just being in more of that neutral place of, okay, my body just is, it is my body and I accept it regardless of its shape and size. I don't necessarily love it, but I definitely don't hate it. And I just accept it. And from my experience, that is a definitely a much more realistic place where a lot of my clients, and again, from my own personal experience, where I was able to get to, where I just accept my body and I'm able to no longer focus on my body. And I think that's a really key thing because with the body positivity movement, it still puts a lot of focus on the physical appearance and the aesthetic because it's about loving what you see in the mirror. Whereas with body acceptance and also body liberation, which is the the name of my Instagram, the body liberation coach, it's really about your body just not being a thing that you focus on and that you are so much more than a body and removing that emphasis from the physical appearance. So that really is kind of what uh, body acceptance is about. You might also hear words like body neutrality Uh or body liberation. And yeah, it's just removing that focus away from the physical appearance and just accepting your body as it is. I love that. Like when you said that in your like content, I was like, oh my God, that's, is that even possible? Like, and it's true because I can say I'm a little bit obsessed on, you know, like my appearance and it could go both ways, right? I could either wanting to always look presentable or second is where I just maybe not even focus on on my looks so much. So I feel like what would you say, like having that body acceptance, it just wouldn't matter the way you just present yourself. You just accept it. Yeah, I mean, you can still definitely want to present yourself in a certain way by wearing certain clothes and doing your hair, whatever that is. And there's no there's no perfect way to do this. Right. It's just getting to a place um, where you're you're you just accept your body, you just accept what you see in the mirror and you don't judge it. You don't criticize it. And you're just kind of, okay. this is my body. And as I said, it's not necessarily about saying, oh my God, I love what I see in the mirror. It's just, this is my body and I accept it. And the real key kind of shift here is about focusing on, because so much as, as women, um, so much of you know society has told us that our body is so important and our physical appearance is like the most important thing about us and that our worth and our you know desirability as women is so about like the way we look and the way our body right. is. And therefore, it's completely normal that, as you said, you and and, uh, so many other women out there, and I was in this place too, that we that we focus so much on on that and that therefore we feel that we need to have a certain body in Mm. order to feel, you know, loved or attractive or whatever that is or worthy. And so a lot of this work is just shifting that mindset to that actually as women, we are so much more than our body and our body is really the least interesting thing about us at the end of the day. You know, you as a person, you're the, what makes you an interesting person is, you know, the things that you do, your hobbies, your values, the value you bring to other people. And so it's really about uncovering that for yourself. What is that? What is your purpose? What is the value that you bring? What are your values in life? to help you shift away from that mindset that your body is this Im- the most important thing about you to actually your body 
is your instrument to do the things that you want to do in life to fulfill your purpose. And it's, it's your home for the rest of your life that allows you to do all the things that you want to do in life. It's not this ornament that people need to, you know, judge, criticize, or for you to judge and criticize. I love that. So I know you mentioned like you, this was your journey too. So kind of share with us how that journey looked like, like where, when did you realize this is something you have to work on? Yeah, no, it's a great question. And um, it took me a while to realize actually. So a lot of my issues around my body and my relationship with food as well started um, after I, I kind of broke up with um, a previous partner and kind of, I guess, the the trauma of that that breakup led me to really kind of throw myself into exercise and dieting. Um, so I said, you know, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to eat healthy. Um, and that really spiraled out of control in that I was kind of going to the going to the gym all the time, really killing myself at the gym, doing everything I could to like burn calories. Uh, I was really restricting what I was eating. I felt, you know, I cut like basically almost ate no carbs. Um, I felt like I had to control everything that I was putting in my body. So I would like count my calories obsessively, uh, really restrict my calorie count just a really unhealthy, a lot of unhealthy uh, behaviors around food. And like when I would go out, I feel super anxious because it's like, oh, what if there's no health, quote unquote, healthy options? Or Mm -hmm. I don't know, I'm not gonna be able to count the calories of what I ate if I'm at a restaurant. So a lot of kind of anxiety and guilt around food. And it really hit me. And, and And on top of that, it was all because I wanted to change my body and lose weight and be thin and, and get this kind of aspirational, thin toned body that we see all over social media. And, um, and for a while, you know, I didn't realize it because I thought I was just being healthy, right? I thought I was just following what society tells us is healthy by, you know, eating, quote, unquote, healthy and, and exercising. So for me, I didn't, at the beginning, I just thought I'm just living a healthy lifestyle. And that was kind of validated for me by a lot of people around me as I was losing weight. We're like, wow, you look great. You look mm-hmm. amazing. So I was like, oh, this is, I'm doing the right things. And actually it wasn't until my partner and some friends around me started telling me things like, you know, we're kind of actually worried that you seem to be restricting a lot of what you're eating. You seem to be obsessing a lot about food and exercise. And at the beginning, I kind of just, um, you know, was like, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. But the more people around me were telling me these things. Um, and I remember a particular moment with my partner where I was like trying to put in some uh, something into my fitness pal and I couldn't find it on my fitness pal. So I meant that I couldn't add those calories in for my daily, mm-hmm. you know, what I had consumed. And I started freaking out. I was like, Oh my God, like, I'm not going to be able to know how many calories I ate today. And it was all those comments. Plus that moment that made me realize, Holy, like, <laughs> Oh my God, I, this is not okay. And this need I have to cut my calories in order to get to this body that I always wanted was really not serving me at all and I actually realized that a lot of my behaviors were really not healthy and were not um, aligned to how I wanted to live my life and so that kind of moment really made me realize that and so a lot of the work that I had to do I went through therapy I did a lot of like self-development work but the, the most important thing was really doing a lot of that mindset work. And that's the work that I do with my clients is really shifting my mindset around 
my body around my perception of what is a good body what isn't a good body doing a lot of mindset work on food and like breaking a breaking free from all those like rules that I had and and this perspective that I had on like needing to diet um so a lot of that mindset work and it it isn't overnight it takes work Mm -hmm. that's why it's called work yeah (laughs) but um a lot of that allowed me to really get to that place of having a good relationship with food where I can eat all foods and really learning to accept my body and see my body way beyond the physical uh, side of it. And yeah, because of, of my experience, that's why I got into body image coaching in order to help other women do the same. I feel like you're, I could totally relate to your story because I feel like breakups kind of make you feel dependent on the situation of course but I feel like myself I my friends every time we reach we have had a breakup in the past we feel like working out and perfecting our body is it's the solution to that heartbreak or whatever and and it does become an obsession I've seen previous friends have had that obsession I can't say I personally haven't had it uh, my thing was always I would start the you know the workouts and stuff like that and then I would stop so I would I would be mad at myself for not having that consistency so mine was the opposite it, it yeah. didn't reach it but I was still beating myself up for not having that consistency so it's mm-hmm. it could go both ways right definitely it, it can go both ways and it definitely at, at the end of the day what Oftentimes when I speak to my clients around their desire to lose weight or to get to a certain body, it it always, when, when you unpack it, it's often related to like a much deeper desire. So what you were saying about often being maybe from your friends or from my experience, having seen it post breakups, it's often related to a much deeper need that needs to be addressed. So in my instance, my desire to lose weight and get this kind of body was because I'd lost the feeling of being loved by mm-hmm. through my relationship. So I was searching for this desire to feel loved and to feel, uh, you know, desirable and attractive. And right. that's what, what I was trying to fill by, you know, losing weight, dieting, et cetera. And so oftentimes I see that with my clients, there is this much deeper need to be filled when they want to lose weight. And so trying to, you know, is someone is listening to this, trying to ask yourself some of those tough questions to be like, what is it that I'm really, really looking for? Because oftentimes it isn't about the weight loss. It is about that much deeper need, which could be, as I said, to feel loved, to feel like you fit into society, to feel protected from society because we live in a fat phobic society or to feel desirable, attractive, or to feel in control. Because Oftentimes I see that when people's lives feel a little bit out of control, their body feels like the only thing that they have control over. Mm -hmm. So trying to unpack a little bit, what is that deeper desire? Um, Because yes, as you say, different things could uh, stem that desire to lose weight and different people's experience will, will be different. But oftentimes it is a kind of deeper need that feed that needs to be addressed. And so understanding that and then, finding ways to address that need in different ways without trying to control your body is is kind of part of the work as well. Yeah, because it's so interesting because all of this, like I always was told like, you know, with my own personal coach, you have to start loving your body, start loving your Mm -hmm. body. But I never realized it was so important. And so I started realizing my confidence was in there. 
or it is like it would always get to that point like do you notice that a lot of times when you work with your clients it's like their confidence is just not there like if they don't have the perfect body their confidence is just shattered definitely totally and and that 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 stems back from kind of what I was saying earlier is that so much as women we've grown up since I mean since we're so young being told that what who we are as a woman and what makes us like an attractive woman or a desirable woman or a worthy woman is the way we look like and our body and so of course when we feel like we don't have that then naturally you know our self-esteem our confidence is going to feel like well is, is going to be a little bit shattered mm -hmm. um, and I see that so often that because that women's confidence is so tied to their body uh, and the, the way they look and so naturally when you tie your your confidence to that which again is completely normal then yeah it's going to be really hard to feel confident because if you don't like the way you look then that confidence isn't going to be there so it's really important that all that work around detaching your your kind of worth from your body and understanding your purpose and understanding kind of what you I know this is going to sound maybe cheesy but like what you bring to this earth right. because that's what will fill by by really starting to understand that and understand your value on that you're bringing to people around you to this planet you can start to build your confidence outside of like independent of your body uh, shape and and size and so really doing a lot of that kind of digging um and really focusing on yeah like what what makes me a good person what makes me uh, a person that is lovable what makes me a person that is attractive not from a physical point of view but as a as a person what qualities do I have um, really will help you to start kind of learning what is so special about you and then really starting to you know ingrain those kind of things through things like affirmations through journaling through mantras to start to internalize those messages. So you're no longer thinking, well, my value as a person is just the way I look, but actually my value as a person is all these other things. Um, and that that truly, I think, is, is, a, is a great exercise to do to, to really kind of start to build your confidence outside of, of your body. And, and obviously all the other stuff we said about mindset mm -hmm. and changing your mindset around your body will, will also help you, you to do that. Um, and I think what you said about like your, 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 I think you said your therapist or the, or that talked about body love mm -hmm. and definitely, I mean, one of the things that is another great exercise to do is, uh, it's basically like writing a gratitude list for your body, hmm. but focusing on not the physical side, but all the amazing other things that your body does. So, you know, our bodies do so many incredible things for us every day, like, it allows us, well, for, for those who are able-bodied, it allows us to walk, it allows us to, you know, cook food, it allows us to do all the things that we want to do. So one of the tools I get my clients to do is to write, write out as many things that you are grateful for, that your body does for you every day, and then to just read that back to yourself. And so you can start to internalize those messages and appreciate your body for what it is and not for what it looks like. I love that. I'm actually going to try that. I've done a yes, little bit of it, but I haven't really focused completely on the body. I feel like I've done a little bit of like external and then afterwards I'll go into my body. But yeah, I, I really love that. And I feel like it's a lot of have to do a lot of repetition. Is that like just reminding yourself? <laughs> Is that a constant thing? 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, a lot of this is really because a lot of these messages about dieting in our body have been so ingrained in us mm -hmm. that, you know, it, it takes a lot to unlearn those and kind of rewire our mindset, right? So a lot of the the work about starting to internalize more positive messages is definitely through repetition and things like for some of my clients, you know, affirmations works really well. And, you know, they, for example, put sticky notes on their mirror mm -hmm. and then they say of affirmations and then they say those, them, they say those to themselves like every day uh, for others that doesn't work so well. So another tool um, that works really well is like affirmations. So, um, what that is, is like empowering questions that you can ask yourself that are positively phrased. So for example, it could be, you know, why, why is my body so incredible? So it's a, it's a phrase that's um, written in a positive way. And then you have to answer that. And then again, rereading those things to yourself. Um, so a lot of it is repetition because as you start to repeat, you start to internalize those messages, start to kind of rewire your brain a little bit in a more positive way so the, there's definitely um you know doing these things once isn't going to change your your mindset and isn't going to rewire your beliefs so it's definitely through repetition and you know it it, it takes consistent effort over an extended period of time like no one's going to feel better after a week of repeating these things it takes that consistent reminder to yourself to you know, not be negative about yourself to be to frame things in a positive way to reframe your mindset, and to do those exercises over a consistent period of time. Yeah, I actually love it. We said affirmations, I always confuse them. It's a, with the one with the question. So the af affirmations with affirmations. An is okay. like statements. So like you say, I appreciate my body for allowing me to walk every day, for example, and then you just say that to yourself. Whereas affirmations with an O is those empowering questions. And the reason why this this tool can be really useful is because I know for some people affirmations is is hard to believe. They 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 by just saying that to themselves, they don't find it that they really like, but they don't really believe what they're saying. So affirmations um is really useful if if affirmations don't don't work for you because you're framing things and you're you're asking yourself positive questions and you're answering yourself, you're telling yourself what the answer is to that positive question and so for some people they find that a better tool um and they find that more easy to to kind of believe and internalize yes when i discovered affirmation i always confuse them but affirmation the questions it was life-changing i felt mm. because I feel like when we do the normal affirmations like i love my body automatically our brain will say yeah right like you're kind of mm, lying to exactly. yourself and i know that's something i personally struggled with for anything anything that i use those for and i'm like yeah right you're lying like come on denise right <laughs> but when i learned about the affirmations i don't know what it is with that why starting off why it completely changed the way my brain started processing that statement so it's Definitely. so powerful and i love that you do that too with your clients because it, it's life-changing and and if people will be like okay it's just repeated words but trust me like i know i've seen such a huge difference just using that why starting with the why <laughs> definitely definitely and each each person will have tools that work differently for them like for i totally agree i love affirmations just because i love the kind of those empowering questions 
Um, and it gets you to reflect as well and to really think about your answer to those questions. Um, but yeah, everybody has tools that work work differently for them. And I think one of the things I encourage everyone to do is to build up their own arsenal of tools that they can pull on to reframe their mindset, to you know shush that inner critic that is constantly in our head mm-hmm. and to you know um, build resilience on those days where you feel crappy about your body. Um, and so there are a ton of different tools that you know I use with my clients, but at the end of the day, they'll end up using the ones that they find the most useful mm-hmm. um, and then be able to build that resilience against a lot of the negative mindset and against bad body image. And at the end of the day, that's, that's what you, that's what you kind of need because the important, the, the thing with body image is that it is a journey and no matter how great, how good your relationship is with your body, you will have up and down days. Like even me, you know, I, I'm at a place where I accept my body as it is, but I still have some days where I wake up and I'm like, Oh, you know, I, I don't feel good about my body today, but I have those tools in place to be able to turn my my negative mindset and not let it spiral out of control and to just, you know, reframe my thinking. And so once you've got that toolkit built, you can then manage those days and not let your your negative mindset or that inner critic in your head spiral out of control. And that's kind of what you want to be kind of working towards building that toolkit as well. I love that. So you're pretty much like you're saying, like, you'll never get to the point of like, oh, I just love myself. Like these tools are going to be kind of with you through your life. Would you say that? A hundred percent. I mean, okay. of, of course, like it, there, there will be a, a place where you can get to where, as you said, you start to accept yourself and you no longer have that obsession in your head. And I think that's where you see the biggest shift is no longer obsessing mm-hmm. and that is just a complete freedom that you get of not obsessing about what your body looks like and what you're eating. And that definitely is a place where, um, you know, I'm at, and I've seen a lot of my clients get to, but the plate, the, the, the point about kind of loving yourself and accepting yourself and your body that takes like a constant work because things are going to happen in life, right. That are going to throw us off that are gonna, you know, we might have different trauma or different events that start, make us question, ourself and maybe our body image and so it's really about then having those tools to be able to manage those moments as I said so they don't spiral out of control and that you can get you can get yourself back quickly to that place of acceptance and and self-love and so that is so important and that is your exactly as you said I love how you said it that is like kind of your toolkit for life to be able to use and pull on when you need it yeah that's incredible and I feel like you were mentioning, you know, I know we've been talking a lot about body image and accepting it, but food has a lot to do with it. And I never realized that was such an obsession with me in a way. I don't think I've had like calorie count or anything, but I started to eat healthier. And so here's my thing. I don't feel like I obsess over things where I'm just constantly, but I know I beat myself up when I don't eat healthy. So I feel like there's, I'm like the other side of either like really, really obsessed and counting your count. But if I don't eat healthy, I'm beating myself up internally. So I don't know which one's better. I don't think neither of them are. (laughs) I mean, again, it's completely normal. And 
it's really important not to beat yourself up in those moments because again I know I, I bring I keep bringing it back to this but because of diet culture and the society mm -hmm. we live in we have all been told that certain foods are good certain foods are bad and that therefore if you eat those bad foods then you should feel guilty because you shouldn't be eating them and so because we've been told these messages naturally again we think that yeah okay if I eat this I don't know, pizza, then I'm going to feel bad about myself and I'm going to beat myself up because I haven't been good mm -hmm. or I've fallen off the bandwagon, which, which you know, whatever expression we, we use for ourselves. And so definitely important not to beat yourself up about it. But I think one of the important things to, to ask yourself is, you know, what does health represent to you and what does being healthy really represent to you? Because so often we focus being healthy on just the foods that we eat, but really being healthy is so much more than the food we eat and our body size you know being thin does not mean that you're healthy mm. um, it does not equate to healthiness and healthiness is just so much more than that so asking yourself what being healthy represents to you and what does you know uh you know, if you're thinking about the person that, you know, you think eats perfectly healthy, like what does that represent to you? And what does that mean to you? And starting to just unpack that a little bit, because the, the important thing to remember is like, there is no perfect diet, that food is not just about nutrition, food is there also to be enjoyed, food is there for satisfaction. Um, and all foods deserve a place in a balanced and healthy lifestyle. And so part of a lot of the work around trying to not beat yourself up and not feel guilty over certain of eating certain foods is, is really removing those labels of good and bad foods, and approaching food from a much more neutral place where food, all foods deserve a place, all foods have some level of nutrition. Um, and again, as I said, food is not just about nutrition, it's also about enjoyment, it's also about satisfaction. And so really removing those labels um, and, and even, I mean, this, again, this might sound a bit cheesy, but instead of, you know, labeling pizza as bad, just call it what it is. It's pizza or even call it something like if you want to use fun words like comforting or, you know, labeling foods, other things, either just calling them as it is or other things that are not good and bad. Because then we get in this mindset of, oh, if I have a bad food, then I'm bad. So I'm beating myself up about it mm -hmm. um, is, is, is really important to, to kind of do. Um, but food guilt, again, is, is, is such a common thing just based on, on, you know, because of diet culture and the messages we've been told. Yeah, that, I like that. And just naming the foods uh, like a fun, fun name. I think that rewires your brain a little bit. So, I mean, from everything we've been talking about, like the mindset, it's the number one thing that we have to work on. So anyone that's listening to right now or watching us right now, like, what would you tell them if this is like their first, because I know when I was doing research and came across your page, I was like, oh my God, this is so me. Because I didn't, I wasn't aware of how my body affected me as much. I was told, but I didn't know. So what would you tell someone like, and they're in the beginning stages, what's the first thing that they should be aware of or, or do next? Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm so glad that you mentioned that you weren't aware because awareness is really the first step actually, because you are so right that oftentimes we just aren't aware of how we talk to ourselves, of how we view our body, of 
how our relationship with food actually is. And so, so much of, you know, when I talk to my clients and really that first step is just building awareness around your behaviors, around your thought patterns, around, yeah, how you view certain things. And so, for example, when it comes to your body image, really a, a simple activity you can do to just be start to become aware of how you talk about your body and how you view your body is simply like grab a notebook and really just describe your body from head to toe and take a moment just describe like from your head to your toe the different parts of your body um and then think about okay reflect on reread what you wrote and reflect on like what language did you use around the different parts of your body was it more negative was it more positive um which parts of your body did you focus on did you focus on the parts that you like or the parts that you dislike and then, you know, based off of that, how would you describe your body image? Is it more negative? Is it more positive? Is it more neutral? And then what is good body image to you? And then you can start to be aware of, okay, here's where I'm at. And this is where positive body image is. And here's the gap. And that, when it comes to your body, that is a really simple exercise that you can do just to start being aware. And then when it comes to, I think, your relationship with food, because again, so much of our, we've been taught so much that it's just, we're just being healthy, that sometimes we don't, un, we don't actually realize some of the, some dieting behaviors that we're actually, you know, doing is starting to write down like in a journal, your thought patterns are before and after a meal. So, you know, before you're about to have, I know this sounds like overwhelming and can feel like I don't want to write before every meal, how I think, or how I felt after the meal. But it is such an important step to uh, become aware because then you can start to see, okay, here I'm actually, after every meal, I tend to feel really guilty or I tend to feel really negative or before meal, this is what happened. And so you can start to notice maybe certain things that happen before meals that start maybe put you in that negative mindset. So just writing down like your thought pattern before and after a meal um and then around kind of the third area around like generally the negative voice inside your head again writing down those thoughts and writing down what happened before those thoughts so because oftentimes I know and I see with my clients like for me for example I used to have really negative body thoughts right after scrolling social media because I would see all these like you know thin bodies on social media yeah. and then I'd look in the mirror and be like oh I feel crap about my body etc and so just writing down those thoughts and what happens before, like kind of the trigger of that thought, because then again, you can start to realize how negatively you talk to yourself because we don't always realize that because we're so used to it. And some of the triggers of what might be happening before that might trigger that negative, you know, voice inside my head. So, yeah, those are just some simple kind of tools that you can put in place to really build awareness because that is the most the most important first step. Yeah, they're simple, but I feel like they're very powerful because mm. it's it's just, yeah, awareness is such a huge thing. I know I was like, what? Like, I have all of this stuff that I thought it was just like a normal thing to have or think all the time. I know you mentioned social media. Like, yeah, social media is such a huge part of the body perfectionism, right? With influencers out there, celebrities and so forth. Do you recommend like we detach ourselves from that, especially if we are in this point of this transition of accepting ourselves? 
I mean, definitely as, as much as you can. Um, one of the, I mean, obviously if you want to leave social media, then yes, I would say, but <laughs> I think for those of us, I know for me, I, I still want to be on social media and obviously it's a part of my business, but it's just doing a social media cleanup. So basically identifying what are the, what is the kind of content that is triggering you? And that's why doing that exercise that I was just talking about is, is powerful, but what kind of content doesn't make you feel good? What kind of content makes you feel good? And just literally unfollowing or blocking those accounts that don't make you feel good or that kind of content that doesn't make you feel good because then honestly, like by not seeing that kind of content already, you will feel better about yourself. Mm -hmm. And one of the huge recommendations I also have is to really follow accounts of people with different body sizes, really have body diverse. I mean, depending on the kind of accounts you follow, but if you're following- people um follow like people of all different body sizes because that will help you to realize and I know this is going to sound basic but sometimes when we only follow one kind of uh body size and shape then we 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 start to think well this is normal and this is what I I should have whereas once we start following people of all different body shapes and sizes and especially people in larger bodies so we can understand their lived experience it really helps to diversify our view of the world and the types of bodies that are out there and what is normal because all bodies are normal um, and body diversity is such a beautiful thing. And so definitely diversify your Instagram or your social media and just unfollow all the stuff that doesn't make you feel good. And it might be hard because there might be some, I knew, I know when I did this back in the day, there were some accounts I really liked, Mm -hmm. but I was like, I know this doesn't make me feel good, even though I liked the stuff that maybe she was posting, but I know it didn't make me feel good. So I was like, I just have to get rid of it. Um, And I know on Instagram, there also is like a tool where you can, um, I don't know exactly what it is, but in the settings, you can basically say that certain ads you don't want to see. So if Mm -hmm. there's any ads around like dieting or body that you don't want to see, there is a thing on Instagram where you can do that. So you avoid seeing any of that as well. Yeah, that's a cool thing about Instagram and Facebook. They do have that, which is pretty great because yeah. especially like in the beginning stages, I feel like that's such a huge um, process to do for yourself, you know, and you're mm-hmm. so right. Since I started like doing research, I'm like, who can I talk to, you know, in the podcast and so forth. I noticed that I love my feed so much more mm. <laughs> <laughs> because I'll come across things and they're just great reminders right rather than reminding myself oh i should look like this i was like oh yes i have to accept myself oh like i came across body neutrality i was like oh awesome i love this or just you know anything that that helped me kind of like remind myself that you know that i i accept myself i love myself you know it's just like that process that you know it has helped me on social media drastically Definitely. And it goes back to the point we were saying earlier about those, you know, you need to remind yourself and it's it's repetition, right? Yeah. So if your Instagram is filled with much more body positive and body love and body acceptance messages, you will not and you and when you go on social media and you see that, then a hundred percent, like totally agree with you. Your mindset is just in a much more positive place and you are like oh yeah, like I should do this. And oh yeah, my body is great and mm-hmm. whatever it is. So definitely that is a huge, huge, like an important thing to do if you are on social media and if you do follow like people um, is, is to do that. Yeah, I love that. 
You know, you also mentioned like in your beginning stages when you had this awareness that, you know, this was an obsession over you. You mentioned therapy. Like, is that something that you recommend for others to go into? Or do you think like they can do this themselves? Like, what do you recommend? Yeah, I mean, some of the work can definitely uh, be done, you know, yourself. And there, there are great books to read out there and some great resources out there. Um, I'm, I'm a coach, so I work with women to support them through this. And I definitely would say, you know, working with a coach or a therapist um, can really help you to become more aware and to support you through that process of getting you to that body acceptance. You know, the way I work with my clients is very much supporting them, asking them questions, getting them to do the mindset work, um, which when you have somebody by your side to support you can be easier than just doing it on your own. Um, and, you know, that's where when you have that support, that's where you can make really big transformations. So obviously it's not going to be for everyone. Um, and if it's not for everyone, there are amazing resources and books out there that um, you can use to start getting into that mentality. But if um, if it is available to you to work with, you know, a coach, um, then I definitely would recommend it because that support system and having that person that's going to keep you accountable, getting you to challenge your mindset, to do that repetition, to really kind of keep you accountable to do all of that will, will definitely really help you to make that transformation. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I, I have worked with coaches for a very long time. I personally have worked with coaches mainly for my business. Yeah. And it's it's interesting how I hired them for my business. And then it's it's leading to this part of my life of loving my body, accepting who I am, showing up and being comfortable who I am. So it's it's interesting how that goes hand in hand with everything, you know, like acceptance to who you are is affecting your life, your business, your job, your relationships, right? 100%. Yeah, your mindset at the end of the day is just affects everything. So that's really what that's really what we work on in in coaching. Um, and I mean, for those who who don't, who maybe are a bit confused about the difference between like a coach versus a therapist, I mean, coaching is very much focused on you know, helping you to achieve those goals that you have. Um, so as a coach, I, as I said, I keep you accountable. I help you set goals and I help you to support you along the, your journey to achieve those goals um, and to kind of move you forward in the direction that you want to go. Um, whereas therapy is uh, a, a lot more of an exploration of kind of the, your past and understanding kind of what stems from what is the kind of reason and the root cause for some of your um, behaviors or thought patterns, et cetera. So it's a little bit different in, in that way. Kind of coaching is is more about moving you forward and, and therapy is maybe more focused on exploring your, your past. I love that. Thank you for explaining that because that's such a great message because, yeah, I feel like both are really important, right? For sure. Because I feel like the root cause of things has helped me realize where all of this started you know um i know it started for me as a little girl you know and i wouldn't have realized that if i didn't go into the root cause of things Definitely. and going into it and yes coaching does help you move forward because it's that accountability right it's just like oh like i know myself like every time like oh i have a session i better you know get get the stuff that i said i was gonna do you know and <laughs> And even if I don't, it's just that accountability and, you know, that repetition all the time, you know, because that totally really does help so much.
Uh, definitely, definitely. And, and just it, it arms you with the tools, as I was talking about building that toolkit, it's kind of arming you with the toolkit, your toolkit for, uh, for life. So yeah, I, I definitely, uh, definitely agree. Yeah. I love that. So just to kind of end this, you know, up, you know, when will you like say, okay, I reached body, body acceptance. Like when was that reaching point for you where you said, Oh my God, I accept my body and it's so freeing. Like, mm. I don't know yeah. what to say if there's a time frame because I feel everybody's different. Right. But when did you know, like, Oh, this is it. Or how did you, your clients realize this is it. I've reached that point, you know, even though I know we're always, there's always going to be triggers there, right? We're always going to be woke. But when when did you reach that point? Yeah, I mean, as you said, the time frame is different for everyone. But for me, it was really the point where I could look at myself in the mirror and not have any negative thoughts come up. Mm. Um, and just and and almost not even think about my body when when seeing myself in the mirror. And that was really the point for me where I realized, okay, I've I've reached that point of body acceptance where, yeah, like in the past, I would look at the mirror and automatically there'd be those negative thoughts. And I'd also be obsessed about looking at my body in the mirror. I, I felt like I constantly had to look at it and like examine it. Whereas now I don't feel that need to constantly examine my body in the mirror. And when I do see myself in the mirror, you know, in the bathroom, when I'm about to have a shower or anything, um, I don't even, no negative thoughts come up and I'm just like, okay, that is my body. That is what it is. Um, I would say that, that is like, the, that was a key, I guess, indicator for me. Um, and I'd say another, another kind of key indicator was that I no longer obsessed and worried about the fact that by eating certain foods, I was going to put on weight and I no longer feared the I no longer feared weight gain because one of my biggest fears was oh my god I don't want to put on weight mm -hmm. and whereas now I don't fear weight gain and weight gain for me isn't necessarily like a sign of failure or a sign that I'm no longer attractive because I've managed to detach my worthiness and my value as a person from my body so I no longer fear and and to be frank I've I've, I've put on weight over the summer and I, I I was fine with it like okay I had to buy new jean size I had to buy upper jean size and everything like that but that was fine okay that is what it is and so that has been kind of for me the real key indicators that yeah I accept my body uh, as it is and I know that my body is I'm so much more than my body my body is just not the thing that matters about me I love that. Well, thank you so much for sharing this. I have learned so much. I love the tools. I'm definitely going to do the tools, especially the one where you mentioned what you write, what your body, like what you're grateful for your body, each yeah. part of your body versus the look of it. I'm definitely going to try that out. And so thank you so much for everything and joining me and answering all my questions. <laughs> no, thank you so much, Denise, for, for having me. It's, it's been a real pleasure. Um, and yeah, if, if anybody is interested in kind of finding out more about me, uh, I'm on Instagram at the body liberation coach, uh, or there's my website, thebodyliberationcoach.com. So yeah, thank you again so much for having me. It's been a real pleasure. Yeah, definitely. So thank you so much. And we hope to talk to you soon. <laughs> yes.